Welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode 239 for Wednesday, December 17th, 2021. The Optional Podcast is a show all about video games and how they connect to the world around us. Recorded each week from New York City and the Bay and, re- and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world. And right into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm joined by my one and only co-host, Cam Brewster. What up, doe? Uh, <laughs> yeah, coming to you live from this beautiful... Yo, it's been raining like crazy out here, and um, out here meaning the Bay Area, which is fucking nuts because I didn't know it rains in California, and I did not sign up yeah. for this shit, bro. Turns out it does rain. It does it, rain. It's interesting. Yeah, I was just over there myself. I spent the, uh, like five days there, and like literally the next day, like started raining, and everyone was commenting like, we swear it like never rains over here. And I was like, well, <laughs> well I brought that shit with me. Y'all, yeah, y'all kind of <laughs> needed it, so yeah. you but uh, no, yeah, it was it was uh, it w- it was a good trip. I want to say it, w- it was nice to be in in California again. I got to see some some friendly faces and some familiar faces, and um, also got to see folks from the from the staff. At, at, you know, at, at the uh, in LA for like because of the game awards and stuff. I didn't attend the game awards. I'll talk about that in a second. But, um, it was nice. It was a good trip. It was yeah. nice to sort of spend some time away. Also, like you know, I, I've I've been on the record saying before that I'm I'm not one of those snobby New Yorkers who's like, ugh, who's like above L.A. or yeah, whatever. Right. I, LA's dope. I, I like L.A. L.A.'s dope. Yeah. Um, great culture, great food, great art scene. You know, there's some there's some great stuff about L.A. You know, it's not just oh man, traffic, or whatever. <laughs> right. I love I love about. that. It's, it's traffic, man. <laughs> why do we talk, why do we turn into like like fifty year olds talking about the fucking traffic? I know, ten ten wins. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Ass. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's a good. I had a good time. Um, I can't say as much uh, about the uh, the game awards, yeah. but um, it was um, it was a good trip o- overall. I want to say like, but yeah, I I, I haven't really talked about this uh, since having gone and come back, but. So we, we did some live streams and stuff out in LA to cover the the award shows. And so we were there covering it, basically, you know, making content around it. And like just watching the the event itself made me really like I don't know. Like it's it's it was severely disappointing. It yeah. it is essentially just like a, you know, three to four hour, I think it was like four hours, over four hours long, um, commercial. You know, it's just a promotional event and Yeah, you know, they gotta uh, pay the bill somehow and it's right. it's this weird Ouroboros of like we're doing this to pay the bills that are cycling these this event like it's fucking weird it's right. like you're paying for the event with the with the event like, <laughs> right, <laughs> like right. it's fucking weird I'm one I'm, I think that's why he had that like snake in the background like slithering around oh like, I don't know interesting it was so bizarre like the the show is just weird it's just a weird thing. Award shows yeah. in general are weird, but then this is just really weird because like they do that award show shit where you know this happens every year, but like they run through these categories so fast, and it kind of right. takes away from the spotlight of it all, right? Like, what are we yeah. what are we doing it for, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. If you want people to get really excited about it, I don't know. I feel like more than three minutes on a on a each thing could go a long way i don't know i know it's a time restraint like constraint but i don't know there's just something like that zaps it you know that 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 fast pace just kind of like takes the life out of it it's like damn we're on to the next thing already we're on to the next trailer already you know 
Like, I don't know. Yeah. And, and that's all, I mean, it, it kind of just speaks for itself, right? Like <laughs> the amount of time that trailers and new world premieres got in comparison to like actual awards mm-hmm. and celebrating the folks within the industry. Like I know, yeah, you can say it still does a, it still does that thing where it kind of celebrates, um, you know, sort of the quote unquote best of the best, but like, I don't know, just kind of a peek behind the curtain. Like we voted on stuff and a lot of the stuff that we voted on just didn't show up, like straight up just like didn't show up on certain categories. So, you know, there's obviously like a lot to consider in terms of the the voting board itself, I'm guessing, is, right. which is comprised of folks from around the world and who knows how those numbers add up. But s- some of it is starting to feel a little bit like, you know, and this, again, this is just speculation, but on my part <laughs> and no one else's part, if anyone in legal is listening to this or whatever, <laughs> But like, it starts to feel a little like suspect in the sense of like, I mean, even the winner, right? The, the yeah. Joseph Ferris guy who they've sort of crafted this, not crafted, but have created um, this sort of story behind but this familiar figure kind of like makes you scratch your chin a little bit about like, huh, that's really interesting. Right. Um, so, and, and I guess like in addition to that, the sort of like half-assed statement on Jeff's part um, like the sort of abuse and stuff yeah like kind of pointing it back at like us and being like well we also have to watch out our our own spaces and it was just kind of like oh okay this is when you're deciding to do this and then immediately going like oh and then here's Quantic Dreams Star Wars (laughs) game and then like (laughs) you know like uh, just also just sort of yeah not addressing certain things like the telltale like oh here's new telltale but remember why they were kind of right basically driven away which was like burnout and bad management and abusive kind of behavior and stuff like that so it's like i don't know like that fused with all of the just how directly tied to the promotional access driven um, business model that exists within games media like really turned me off from mm. from the event and to be quite honest with you like games media as a whole um <laughs> i haven't really talked about this ex- um, with the exception of a few folks on staff uh, while we were in la but like it's made me like i don't know I- i'm just i've come i'm have no desire whatsoever to sort of climb the ranks of that right. bubble because there is a dance that happens. You know, you see it on social media and you see it at the award shows and yeah. you see it on Twitch and you see it like it's um it's a dance that I have no interest in participating in. And it's like it definitely more than anything kind of draws me further away from like focusing solely on games media, um, it, which I think is kind of where I'm headed. So, yeah. yeah. It's really hard not to be cynical about this shit because like I, I do try to... Put, you know, put my best foot forward and give it the old college try when it comes to these mm-hmm. awards and stuff. But when you see the level of corniness and just the level of like shucking and jiving and level of fucking, I don't know, that soft shoe and shit really, really grinds yeah. my gear. And you know me, like, I don't give a fuck. But, you know, I don't have to give a fuck because I'm not in it. And I know it, it must be hard for people who are actually all up in the biz. Um, you know, that, that you know, I don't know, keeping that balance of like wanting to have a good career and also not wanting to play the game, um, yeah. quote unquote, you know, that, that it's, it's pretty tough. But it, it makes you like this fucking cynical asshole. And <laughs> <laughs> it, I don't know. I think it's like, uh, I, again, like it's just real corny, a lot of the stuff. And I don't want it to be. But it's just like, yeah. in spite of itself, it's just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to do this thing. And it's, I don't know, man. 
Yeah, and like I guess we're just all okay with it. Yeah, and it's like it's, I, you know, it's cringy as fuck. Shout out, it is super cringy. And shout out to our old co-host Roman, who I got to link up with while we were out there. Oh, we roll. Um, yeah, we, you know, we kind of just like talked a little bit about it and the sort of award show in particular, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was. <sighs> He kind of reminded me also at the same time, like, yeah, and that's kind of why we started our show, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we, this is a, a real reaction to that sort of, you know, that bubble being formed and like kind of not wanting to be a part of that bubble. And like, I don't know, I, it's, in, it's weird because I, I don't, it, it might come across as like very cynical and it might come yeah. across as like me kind of having some sort of grudge or whatever and it's, it's i'm telling i promise you it's not that yeah. i don't i really don't give a shit about this that much enough to like hold personal grudges and shit but um it does kind of become a thing of like all right well then i start to like look around and go all right well what's next then because <laughs> you know it's like um and I, I i'll be i'll be real with you i think a lot of it for me personally is sort of me stepping further away from that public facing personality driven stuff even though i'm saying this on a podcast that i host so i i get how hypocritical it is but you know you're you're kind of your 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 views shift and and you mm-hmm. you start to really reconsider things as you do them so i'm kind of at a bit of a turning point now where i'm like i don't know that i want to be out there anymore because i you know there there are people fanbite included that are having like those real discussions and aren't afraid to sort of poke and and discuss things that aren't what you know the capital g gamers want to talk about and but i I think it's (sighs) it's so far and few you know like that it's it's very niche within the video game space right like in our world yeah like we we do have our fanbites the uh you know the waypoints, you know, th- those type of, um, yeah, cri- you know, ga- gaming critiques and um, just being thinking critically about certain things in in the space, and that's our shit. But like in the grand scheme of things, it's a drop in a bucket. Yeah, of, you know, and the video game awards, just to wrap back around, is a reflection of the actual entire space. Um, yeah, for sure. Good, for good or bad, you know, for better or for worse. Um, and again, like, right, like, I want there to be a space for us to have something like this, like an award night that, like, you know, I, it doesn't have to be award night. It could just be a trailer night, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't, <laughs> I don't know. This is like this weird fucking thing where we're trying to, I forgot who was on the show. We had a guest on. We were talking about, like, why do we try to fit in the mold of, like, these other, like, media things like the award show you have to go and dress up and yeah, have yeah, a yeah. suit and you know do, do this whole song and dance or like esports right you have to wear a jersey like shit is like <laughs> yeah, yeah we're yeah. trying to fit these molds that don't actually fit and it's just like i don't know that that kind of takes me out of it is like we need some fresh eyes on this shit and unfortunately it doesn't seem like we're gonna get there anytime soon because right that doesn't that's not fun. That's not the fun stuff, right? We, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just want better for for the gaming community, and you know, I want to feel proud to belong to this community. And sometimes I do, and a lot of times I don't. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's just something really uh, <laughs> cheesy about the game awards, man. 
Oh yeah, I mean it's pretty it's pretty hard to deny. I, at this I point. did have fun. Like I, uh, you know, was on. I, I watched some of the streams and I, I, you know, was in there chatting away, and I, I thought that was really fun. Like I guess you got to make your own fun, and, and, and that's the cool parts about it um, with like minded people. But yeah, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it sucks that you know it wasn't like an entirely positive um, experience for you, you know, like I wish the trip was a little bit better for you in the sense of like, Hey, this event was okay. You know, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. At least coming out like that. Right. In that sense, I'm actually kind of grateful for it because I I think for like, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to like kind of be at home and kind of watch it or ignore it, which is what I would probably do if, if I wasn't working in this industry and kind of covering it in that sense. Um, it's another thing to like go out there and then actually like cover the thing and then kind of halfway through realize you're just covering marketing materials right. and like the sort of like reaction to the said marketing materials. Um, and, you know, trying to put that in perspective and, and into context for folks who are kind of watching and stuff. Like, I think that's all cool. And I was actually, I felt like at least I was in good company with the crew with the fan bike crew, especially while they were doing this, even just like the post mm-hmm. show stream where, you know, they weren't afraid to talk about things that, that I'm sure 95% of the other major outlets wouldn't, wouldn't dare touch upon, you know, or if they do, they kind of do them tiptoeing. Um, so I'm grateful that we have a space to exist in, in a network like that with the support, you know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. It, it definitely like kind of turned me off of the entire <laughs> industry in a way (laughs) and if I'm being real and like um makes me kind of want to refocus a little bit in some ways so yeah um yeah I feel like that kind of wonderfully transitions into the sort of games I've been playing this week um so yeah why don't we just jump into the show let's do it So after having spent some time in LA, uh, I actually left the day that the Halo Infinite campaign basically came out. It was unlocked, so I didn't get a chance to play it until several days later, five, six days later to be exact. So I was a little upset about that, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but um, once having like after having come back and get, gotten a chance to play it, it, it was kind of one of those things that I needed at the moment, especially. like It felt very much like comfort food and something that just reminded me of why I fell in love with a lot of this stuff in the first place. And it's like kind of technical wizardry meeting cool, you know, art from very talented and, and, you know, just creative individuals. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I've been having a lot of fun with it and it's, it's been a, a really great way to like kind of unwind, but also follow a halo story because i haven't done so in forever like i think i i truthfully fell off of halo after three because i think more so like just in that particular time all these like exterior life things kind of being a factor in terms of going away to school and not having the money or the the time really to to focus on games at that level outside of like battlefield um so i i didn't really play there like a lot of halos that came out so this is me kind of returning to the series as a whole in uh, like a single player fashion in a way that's like 
really fun. It's really fun to see the ways in which it's evolved, uh, pun intended, and like how um, how a lot of that influence is also being kind of redirected in an interesting way and reinterpreted, like with things like the grappling hook, you know, and you can you getting flavors of Titanfall and Apex with like mobility stuff, and you're getting Breath of the Wild flavor with like some of the systemic things and like just really like you know maybe a little. I see a lot of Doom 2016 in here as well in terms of like the the campaign as it as it's unfolding and like the way it moves and doesn't really like have a lot of slowdown. It kind of keeps you going. But it's also like a lot of its own legacy that it's inspired by and like you're getting a real sense of those amazing Halo set pieces with the score kind of coming in at the right time and you making it making you really feel like that hero in Halo 2 that took down that massive like mech thing or whatever. Um so yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm still super early in. I'm like probably a, maybe a couple a few hours in at most. Mm-hmm. So, um I've been having a really good time with it. Like there there have been moments where I've even surprised myself with like just the ability to be creative in the in a very Zelda-like manner where like uh there were some grunts over this led you know this higher platform that I couldn't quite see over, so kind of shooting with the auto rifle didn't quite make so much sense cuz you know I was only hitting a few of those shots of the ones I was taking. So I like kind of looked around, I took cover, I looked around and there was like a, a one of those glowing barrel things that you can sort of throw <laughs> in the game and explode. So I, I like hooked the thing from across the room, grabbed it. Then I like jumped up and then like threw it like a dodgeball at the grunts, <laughs> like just enough that it would like kind of arc over the the little the barrier and boom like i killed like three or four of them and i felt like holy shit that is very fucking cool like it's those moments from like metal gear solid five or like again breath of the wild or far cry game where you're like those decisions are kind of already laid out for you and it's up to you to be aware of them yeah i I love Um, that it's fun in in these types of games where you're like did they know i was gonna do that because like you you (laughs) feel like you're discovering it for the first time and no one ever thought of this shit but it's like, mm-hmm. nah, man. They thought about everything, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, that gets yeah. me hyped. I've, I've been seeing like really cool clips of people doing s- similar things, and you know, discovering, like you said, like you know, these little like ways to. Def- you could have done that like a hundred different ways, right? You probably could have just grappled up to those guys and and got over there, but you know, yeah, you can just choose how you want to play. But this is getting me really excited to actually play. I haven't had a, like a ton of time to like play any games, but. Um, this is really dope. I wonder, like, um, you didn't play the the previous game, right? With um, Luke Cage, the Charisma Vacuum. No, I haven't played that. <laughs> as Roman would call him, as Roman would say, oh, uh, Michael Coulter—that's his name. Yeah. Um, that that game was yeah, like it was like, fine. It, Google Michael Coulter dabbing from oh, uh, God, Luke don't, Cage. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> take Paul's advice. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that game was like super repetitive i remember like playing that on the 360 i guess that was the oh, last, wow. i think that was the last one that came out the yeah i can't remember but um that wasn't guardians or was that guardians uh i don't remember but i remember fighting the same boss remember. like three times in a row and I, this i don't know this just like kind of excites me because i've been like dying to play like an open world game where i can kind of do my own thing yeah um but did you like would like is the story actually drawing you in or is it the open world yeah. stuff that's actually you know pulling you towards this so 
I haven't quite gotten to the open world stuff yet. And and from what I hear, like the open world stuff is cool, but it basically serves as like a hub for you that to then go into Halo missions, very much like a Destiny or something, okay, which it. I'm again very cool with. I, I like I kind of like that. But um so I don't have much to say about that quite just yet, but I will say that like yeah, I'm actually kind of interested in the story. Like it's gotten me, um, it's it's hooked me for sure. It kind of it kind of um, introduces another character who I think is new to the series. This pilot that you know I don't really care much for, but they they provide enough there for me to like latch on to them. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't I don't know what happened in Halo Four or Five and whatever else came out. So I I think a lot of it is obviously tied to it because of just Master Chief's connection to the story. But all I know, spoiler alert, my, minor spoiler alert is that obviously he's no longer in contact with Cortana and I think she's led like this AI uprising or whatever. So it's like this interesting dynamic that is, I think the the game does a good job of sort of like reestablishing and reintroducing to you. I, I think that like for a lot of it is like, sure, it, it must help if you've, if you know the entire story for of Halo to like contextualize a lot of this stuff, but it never feels like to me that I, I can't keep up. Like I think it's right. doing a conscious uh, job of, understanding that some people like haven't played a halo in several iterations so i think it's trying to draw new people in it's also trying to draw like old players back in so i think it in in that sense like the story is engaging enough for me to follow it and like but that's that to me is like much like with destiny to be honest is is secondary and i know that's kind of like sacrilegious to a lot of folks but i'm here to do one thing and one thing only <laughs> and uh the game does a really good job of making it a playground for you to explore and, and make these decisions that you, you you know, they're probably very, very calculated and very curated in a way that lets you feel like you're that sort of Jackie Chan like figure, like using a ladder and then you know, <laughs> jumping to the ladder and shit. Um, but it does feel like that. Like the, like some firefights will legitimately feel like some sort of really intricate Hong Kong dance, like, you know, I, martial arts dance. And it's like, it's cool. It's cool that like it's 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 taken this long for them to really perfect the formula and like I'm getting from this game the sort of like very refined version of the stuff that I was so drawn to when playing the original trilogy yeah. and stuff. So it is cool to go back to that kind of thing but also see the new ways that it's that it's listened to the other games that have come out around it or since um having sort of also influenced the genre in the way that like Breath of the Wild did. Like it was mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see a game learn and apply those learnings because it's like, oh yeah, you know, like yeah, it's like use those ideas. Those are good ideas. Yeah, I'm just so excited that you know Halo is is back in the fold and it they nailed it on this one, right? Like, yeah, I think this will be on a lot of people's lists um, for the end of the year stuff. And uh, I'm just, I don't know, that just makes me re- feel really good, right? Like as an old head in the in the scene. It kind of, yeah. it just kind of like one of ours made it. Like that's kind of cool. <laughs> Old friend. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've been playing uh, an open world game. Like I've been on this like Game Pass journey for the last nice. couple days. Um, I've been a little under the weather, so I haven't really like wanted to like sit at my desk and play video games. Um, so. I uh, made myself like just look through Game Pass and see what I wanted to play. And I was like, I kind of want something chill. So <laughs> I started downloading. The, you guys are going to flame me for this, but I started downloading. Um, what's it called? Uh, Fallout 76. Oh, interesting. And I don't know why. It just like I saw it on the thing and I was like, 
I wonder what that game is doing now, right? Like, it was just this weird curiosity. And I also want to play one of, you know, that type of game where you're just kind of surviving and just roaming around and discovering new things. Um, just kind of like an easy going thing. Like, I didn't want to play Apex or anything like that. But yeah. Um, so as that was going, I was just looking through more games and I seen this game called Generation Zero pop up. And I remember hearing about this a while ago. Um it was like an early access PC game like a couple years ago, I believe. Um, and it's basically in the same vein of a DayZ, but if you swap out uh, zombies for robots. Okay, um, I'm in. <laughs> and it's it's basically like it's like a game that takes place in like the late 80s. And you play as like a teenager who was dropped on this island and you just have to survive this invasion of like these killer robots. And they they're, these robots are like... Some look like dogs, like they're, you know, quadral, quadrupedal or you know, mm-hmm. little, little dog machines. And those are the ones that are most common. And they have these like huge bi- bipedal ones that look like mechs. Um, like Metal Gears. Yeah, they're, they're pretty sick. And then they have these little spider ones that are scary. Um, and you just basically just roam the this island and you look for materials and like, so like scrap metal and stuff like that to make you know, armor and, and, well, I'm assuming armor because I haven't gotten that far. I've been playing like maybe four hours. Um, but you get weapons and, you know, attachment for those weapons and health kits and uh, you can you can scavenge cars and stuff. Like, so you can like open up the doors and, you know, scavenge the backpack that someone left or, you know, and find their, their stuff. And when you get into these fights with these robots, it's pretty cool because like... <laughs> They're like really fucking scary. I'm not gonna lie. Like they all have guns, which is kind of crazy, right? So like they'll spot you from like a mile away, and they'll just make a beeline for you. So you'll like see your little directional um, thing that shows that like someone's seeing you. You know how like it fills up the bar of like you've been spotted, um, type of thing. And you'll see this robot like in the distance, just like fucking coming after you like Booking yeah it. just like cujo and shit right like coming after you <laughs> across like the hill and you're just like you know emptying your clip at it um and like the effects of like when you hit it like so you can kill a robot by just doing a bunch of damage to it like you just shoot it in the same spot um and eventually it will blow up but they have these little battery packs on their back or in a, it depends on the robot, but in the specific location where if you shoot that, it only takes a couple of hits and it explodes. But they're usually in a difficult kind of spot to get to. So a lot of times it's more advantageous to be a little stealthy or like use a distraction. Like uh, you could find like radios across the, the world or like a boom box and you can set that up, hit play. And it'll draw them to it and you can get around them and either just like go past them or you can blow them up or something like that. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like the game is, it's not anything like right home about in the sense of like um, mechanically. It's not doing anything crazy in that sense. But I think the world is pretty fun. It looks pretty good. Um, And I think the robots are pretty sick. (laughs) Uh, Nice. I I just like, you know, going into houses and reading the little notes that the the story is set up like i don't i don't really know what it's about like it seems like you're just kind of following these clues to find more people who were left on the island mm-hmm. um and every time you like follow up on a clue you end up at a farmhouse and oh the, those people already got killed and then you got to follow the next clue to the next thing 
and it, it seems like huh. um you can play this in co-op but i'm not too sure like i haven't come across like anybody i don't think it is a, like a a match made game i think you maybe have to like you know have somebody who has the game um i don't know if i'll, oh, I'll stick with it but it's it's pretty fun like it's been a nice little distraction i don't really have to think too much i can right. you know put on some music or have a podcast going in the background as i just scavenge and roam the countryside <laughs> you can get, you can get these little like a like a regular like bicycle but yeah. it really only works on flat land um so like if you have to like go off road like oh my god you're just gonna have the worst time ever <laughs> you yeah you just ask that le- <laughs> legit like you can't go uphill you can't like uh you know you can't like walk it down somewhere so you end up just like leaving the bike somewhere and just getting it stuck somewhere which is kind of funny like I, I don't know i just think about like i like to role play in these kind of things in my head of like damn yeah, yeah, yeah. i just fucked up like <laughs> i shouldn't have gone that path you know like i should have stayed on the road yeah but uh i think i don't know i just like these types of these games of like i'm alone and i gotta survive um i don't know what that says about me but i mean i guess other people like <laughs> it too but um you know or else they wouldn't make it but yeah, if you if you're interested and you have um, Game, game Pass, Pass, like check it out. It, it's a pretty cool game. I, I think the robot angle is really fun. Like it 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 adds something new other than zombies or uh, undead or like aliens or some shit. Like I don't know, we don't fight robots a lot in video games. Yeah, that I mean, I it's, I'm surprised I haven't heard about this game because I had to like Google it while you were talking yeah. about it. I'm like, damn, this actually sounds really cool. Like, I could see myself getting into this kind of yeah, game. Yeah, I would like um, like to roam around with like you know a buddy or I don't know just by yourself is like fun. It's oddly scary yeah. as fuck. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's the part that like it, it makes me a little nervous because I I was actually it's interesting. Um, over the weekend. Uh, on one of our weekend streams, we had some folks talking about Minecraft and like and getting back into Minecraft, especially over lockdown. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised I never got back into Minecraft, especially as like a meditative experience where it, it, Minecraft can definitely still be stressful yeah. um, in certain situations." But um, yeah, like it got me kind of like wanting that, like what you were talking about, that sort of like hangout experience that isn't so stressful, like an Apex or like a like a Halo or something, just like something to just exist in for a bit while you maybe listen to a podcast or whatever. So yeah, maybe I'll check this one out. This, I mean, this sounds like kind of right up my alley. So. Yeah, it's it's fun. It sounds it's cool. like, you know, the low bar of entry. So it's like, it's great. Um, yeah, I know. Game Pass is so <laughs> it's good. It's so good. I was stuff. literally like, the stuff that they have on there, I'm like, this just came out or Yo, like, for you real? know, it's just, it feels like a steal, right? Like I don't even notice the, the money that comes out of my, my account when I, you know, as I still have this thing, but. Uh, it's yeah. definitely yeah, definitely worth it. I gotta play my Xbox a lot more now that I like know what's on there because I went through the whole list and I was just like, "Damn, I'm gonna download that, download that." Like, it's great. yeah, there's a lot of yeah, good shit on there. Really a lot shit. of good shit. Yeah, they got like a um, the F1 games on there, which is really cool. They got yeah, they, they got hockey, um, like the new hockey game that came out uh, NHL like 2020, I think, which is really cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I also I've still been playing Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm um, still oh, right. really enjoying it. Uh, I kind of had to step away from it, obviously, for five days. So that's me been kind of stumbling around trying to figure out what else. I mean, it's pretty clear where you're supposed to go and stuff. So it hasn't been that mm-hmm. tough. But I did take uh, um, our brand manager plus Nikki Grayson's advice of um, bumping down the bumping down the difficulty and just kind of like 
you know, just cruising along the game just because I, I do want to kind of get through it relatively quickly. Like we, you know, love that it's end of the year season and I want to make sure I, I'm not covering it in any right. way, but like I do still kind of want, there are some games I still want to get through to just kind of enjoy at least as an audience member, a lot of the discussions that are good, that I'm going to be listening to or, or reading about. So, um, yeah, I still highly recommend Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I think it's even been on sale a couple of times at this point, which kind of probably doesn't speak well to how, how it's selling, which is, which is a shame. But, I think that's um, a fault of like yeah. the that last um, Avengers game that that the yeah. multiplayer one. Um, yeah. I think that's a big fault of that, right? Like in my head, that's they're associated. So like I can only imagine what the general consumer is thinking. Like, all right, well, it didn't. Sure, it doesn't. You know, bode well for for them. Unfortunately, because I hear nothing but great things about Guardians of the Galaxy, like the story and stuff. So I'm glad you actually bumped it down because. I definitely want to hear more about like how the story kind of wraps up and and you know how they handle all that stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. I I can't. I mean, I had kind of told some of the some of my colleagues like where I was in the game, and they had all assured me like, "Oh, you're still early on, so you still got a lot of like really fun stuff to get into," which nice. I which I can't wait to see. Um, but um, yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of like, I guess keeping it within the the interactive form yeah. of, of uh, art that during the game awards, it was revealed that there was a, a matrix themed uh, unreal engine five tech demo that was essentially released. Like I think like immediately um, on PS five and Xbox. And I, again, I didn't get a chance to, to really play it until I got back the other, the other night. So I was like, I was kind of avoiding a lot of the coverage around it, but I had seen, it was hard to like not see some of like the images and gifts showing up on my like Twitter timeline of like, yo, that's the demo. Yeah. Um, because it's like visually striking how real and and uncanny it looks and I, and my 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 partner um my brilliant partner made the observation that with something like the matrix it it really lends itself to um that uncanniness because of like just the 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 nature of the matrix being like the simulation that has this sort of like greenish hue to it with like sometimes you could even see the scan line so it it makes sense that it would look a little off you know like that looks like real life but it's also like there's something not quite right about it uncanny valley shit yeah yeah but i'm curious to get your thoughts on on the demo itself and like you know i I mean i guess i should also provide a little further context (laughs) growing up we were like extremely into the matrix like Um, school just to go see it (laughs) yeah we literally like my dad would pick us up and took us to. he's like i know you guys are gonna cut school let's let me make sure you get there (laughs) safely yeah yeah thank you dad (laughs) um so yeah i mean in terms of like we were also talking about it in la um shout to steven steven was also kind of reminding folks of like the the way in which the wachowskis at the time had sort of embraced um the sort of multimedia, mm. uh, I forgot what I forgot what they called it. I forgot what the exact term was, but um, the way in which like the story would unfold throughout different mediums. Yeah. So like there was a story that is kind of happening in the background in the Matrix Reloaded Revolutions that you get a chance to play and be a part of that you don't see in the movies, but you can sort of see the side of it if you played the game. And there was like yeah. things like the Animatrix Enter and kind the of Matrix, shown, yeah. showed, yeah, Enter the Matrix. Um, so there was like there's so many really cool things that they were trying to do that I think are really neat ideas um, that I'd be curious to see if they maybe revisit some of those ideas because like even the demo itself is very self-aware. Like there's a part where Neo, 
played by Keanu Reeves is like, hi, I'm Keanu yeah. Reeves. So it's 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 very much like starting to look back mm-hmm. at you and it's it's interesting. And I, I don't I don't expect it really goes somewhere too, too deep, but it would be cool if it did. I don't know. Anyway, what, what did you think about the demo itself? Like it's wild. Yeah, huh? well, so I full disclosure, I know we we started talking about the game awards at the top of the show, but I only watched like the pre-show, like the first day. Um oh, and yeah, then yeah. I just was on Twitter as everything else happened because ain't nobody got time for that shit. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh yeah, so like I didn't know this was out until it would like kind of popped up on my PS five like dashboard. It, it just kind of like popped up mm. like, oh Matrix thing. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then like, you know, I downloaded it and I was like, no way this is like a game. And it wasn't, but um it kind of was. It was fucking weird. And yeah, yeah. I don't know, just the level of excitement like you said, like the matrix just means a lot to me and like coming up and it's it's it definitely informed me in so many different types of ways uh even to this day. And this is just like perfect, right? Like it's a cool mashup of like it's the perfect game to show off tech for. It's the perfect medium right. to show off a new form of um, thing. I don't, I don't know what else they would use. Like maybe avatar, like the, the James Cameron fucking, right. <laughs> right. Like what else would they, I don't know, use to, to show this off. I guess they could just use a regular city, but I don't think that would really do it justice. And I think the brilliant part of this game demo is that, you know, when you're in the car and when you're, you're, walking and talking with neo in, in the the first parts of the the demo it's doing this recall thing of like remember this from the first matrix you remember yeah, this from yeah, the yeah. game like have you been playing this the whole time right like it feels like did i play this already or is this enter the mm-hmm. matrix or is it not like i don't know what's happening like and i think that's kind of cool because that's how it felt when you first watched the first matrix like when i was a kid in the fifth grade watching the matrix like what is actually happening here? Like, I don't know what's right. real and what's not. Like, am I supposed to believe this world or not? Like, it's very mm-hmm. surreal on purpose. On purpose, and I, I just think that's like a pretty genius kind of way to like unfold and, and show what this engine can do. And they just nail it, man. Like, for one, like the the shooting and driving sequences are incredible. Um, the sequence with like Carrie and Moss, and she turns into like a thousand Carrie and Mosses. I'm like. Oh Which ones, God, like, yeah. some of them were real, for sure. And they just, like, overlapped them, but some of them were fake. It was just fucking weird. I was like, this is this is <laughs> sick. Like, it was yeah. pretty fucking cool. Um, and then, like, just being able to walk around um, this fictional L.A., New York is really cool. And being able to, like, change the time of day and seeing all the mm-hmm. real-time reflections. And, like, on a PS5, it's... Absolutely incredible. So I, I guess you played it on the uh, Series X, Series right? X. Okay, got you. Yeah. Yeah. It it just looks incredible. Like, the, I honestly didn't think that the PS5 or, you know, this generation thing could actually do something like this, right? Like, when I think about, like, next-gen stuff, I, I didn't think to think about this, right? Like... Right, the yeah, Matrix. or even <laughs> just like how it looks. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's next gen shit, right? Like that's kind of mm-hmm. what I want. 
<laughs> it's it's yeah, really yeah. scary, man. Like just to think about. Like I I remember the first time um I guess it was Xbox 360 came out and we were like geeking out over um the Killzone trailer. And oh, that was like yeah. the first time I really been like, oh shit, that's new. Like that's I've never seen graphics like that before. And this kind of feels like that. If I'm, I don't know how, if if that makes sense. No, yeah, no, I, I get what you mean because because and then it's like turned out obviously down the road that like it was pretty right, clear right. that that was <laughs> is sort of simulated yeah, sure, and sure. you know this is what we're projecting. But I mean, this is this kind of proves it when you like when you push mm-hmm. a button and like it, like you said you can see like the the sort of wireframe stuff and polygons and like the way you can go from like day to night with the push of a button was was like jarring it, it was one of those moments that like you said where yeah like it kind of it's been a while since i feel like i've had that anywhere close to feeling right. like oh shit like this is the future right, 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 right. and i and i g- genuinely felt like that at some points because like it, they do a really good job of kind of tricking your brain a little bit by showing you live action footage of keanu reeves and then showing you like sort of the old flashback clips of the movies and then it cuts to like an unreal render which you can kind of tell you can see the shirt kind of still looks a little off and like it's a little uncanny like he's moving a little strange but it's like close enough and it's it's, it's close enough to a point where like even in guardians of the galaxy i just found out that there's like a quality mode that i can basically bump it down to 30 and get ray tracing uh, as a part oh, wow. of it and there are moments even when i walk through that game where it feels like those kind of like i mean i'm, I'm getting i'm way more impressed by that than like a lot of the cyberpunk demos that they would yeah. show running off of like the hot, you know, the powerful PC, yeah. PCs. Yeah. And this gave me that same sort of like, Oh, whoa, like, you know, <laughs> literally like the matrix, like, Whoa, like, um, feeling of, I'm excited to see what the future holds. And, and, um, also, I, again, I was talking about this with Roman in terms of like the future of, of a lot of where stuff is headed. And it's interesting to see because, I, I mean, Unreal Engine is a thing that already gets used in certain film productions like The Mandalorian and mm-hmm. stuff, with, especially with those like screens that are like 360 and you can sort of basically shoot on them on location like as if it was a green screen like in person. You could actually see it. Um, so that technology already exists. And it's interesting to see Unreal basically start to flirt with the idea of like you know blurring those yeah. lines between what's a movie and what's a game and but also like how many different ways this engine can be used creatively right and like of course it's it's a business and they're going to be able to figure out a way to monetize yeah, it and and have the you know the the clamp on it in the in the way that they kind of do now with Fortnite which is another you know <laughs> can of worms we won't get into but when do we get the the this, Fortnite Matrix crossover Oh soon, right? God. It has to be soon. It has to be like in a week or so. Yeah, I mean, they already got John Wick yeah, in there. We just so. got Spider Man, which is nuts. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting in that way of like, wow, this is really is a peek into the future. And like, I don't know. It's I also feel a certain kind of uh, familiarity and comfort in the packaging it's presented in because for me, it's kind of like, you know, obviously nostalgic. I was a kid at the right age when that stuff came mm-hmm. out, so I was. Tar- you know again direct hit you know target demographic um so yeah it's cool it's cool to see like I, it's it's weird that it's 2021 and we're talking about halo matrix, and matrix right? yeah. and like yeah so it's um I, I, you know yeah I, I would yeah. i actually wouldn't mind right like i don't need another matrix game but um i wouldn't mind like a, a kind of like uh what do you call that uh 
like an interactive kind of experience, right? Like where right. they use like a matrix story and, and do like, um, what's that trials from Midan or whatever that thing is called tears from Midan. I forgot what it's called. It's like those almost FMJ type games. There's like three of them. And they're always scary. Uh, oh, you know yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like the uh, Until, Until Dawn. Dawn. Yeah, that, that type of yeah, yeah. Uh, cinematic experience. I would love like, right. a game like that. And I, and I don't know. I'm just geeked out about what this engine can kind of do. And, you know, I mean, I think it's a ways off before, you know, we start seeing games with it implemented. But I don't know. I, I think it's really cool also to show you, like, where you're, what you bought for your money, right? Like, these, these, <laughs> yeah, these, yeah, yeah. uh, these consoles are beefy, man. Like they're they're pretty pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um yeah. It's wild to think about the many applications it's mm-hmm. gonna be used for. And I'm I'm you know, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I'm I'm definitely still a, a very in, in uh what's what's the term? Uh, invested yeah. in that sense because you know I always have been. And it's like video games are this really magical thing and uh I don't know. It's it'll be cool to see what folk cook up. So um all right. Uh, yeah, my my I guess non gaming recommendation for the week is honestly, kind of take it take it or leave it. <laughs> all right. Um, I and uh, in LA, I kind of took a day to myself, took a day for mm-hmm. myself, and you know I had brunch, went shopping, then I went to like the Getty, which I went to the, for the first time in my life, which was really really beautiful and highly recommended if you're ever in LA. What, what is that for people um, who don't know? So the Getty is like this basically this like massive compound. That is like a giant museum and outdoor space and sort of architectural wonder that you have to take a monorail up to from the parking yeah. lot. Um, it's really beautiful. It has like gorgeous views of LA. And and I kind of went on the, the perfect day where it was like sunny and I was close to sunset. So I got to hang around for a bit and watch the sun get a little low. Um and yeah, so I, I got to see like this really cool like photography exhibit. I got to see some like Dutch uh portrait um artist. And all of like his amazing work from the time, and it, it was just very, very like calming, meditative, and necessary. And there wasn't really great service up there, so I was kind of like forced, and also by by choice, kind of not looking at my phone and and not being so tapped into what everybody was talking about, especially as it related to the game awards. Because I was like, I just don't, I could I could fucking not mm-hmm. care less. Um, so yeah, my my thing was just like just kind of logging off for a bit. I think I think sometimes for me it's important to not just to remind myself. Um, and I I try to do this as often as I can, especially on this show. To like you know if if I I get that you love games and I get that games can be a very like great form of escapism and you can identify it with in really interesting ways and it can be come a part of your if not your entire personality. Yeah. But I I do think it's important to kind of like log off and and um remember the, you know some some important stuff and and like just not be so online all the time and uh it was nice it was i had like my earbuds in the whole time I had a couple downloaded playlists playing like just like kind of really relaxing music and it was it was good it was it was like a really really necessary trip for me in that sense and um yeah i think if you can uh just rem- just remind my, remind yourself to like maybe not look at a screen or go read a book or just go, go for a walk. You know, that's like, what I've been doing. I've been just, hiking these uh, damn yeah. hills. It's great. nice. Yeah. Isn't it? Nice I went to, to a like really cool, um, this weekend, this past week, I went to a, like a craft fair, um, Ooh. all the way down, um, 
by the by the water. I don't know what direction that is. <laughs> North. Um, <laughs> there's water. <laughs> this, it's a peninsula. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, and it was just cool to be outside. And I don't know. I've, I've been missing people in a weird way. That's just like so. Oh yeah. You know, to be. I I don't know. We we're pretty uh, strict about our like mask wearing and, and stuff like that social distancing but i don't know just seeing people out having fun was was really cool but yeah i i totally yeah. agree and I, I second that that it's really cool to like log off and you know i'm not saying like go to the woods and sit but if you can just like <laughs> you know maybe put your thing in um you know sleep mode or um, the sunset mode um and just chill out for a bit and just absorb the world around you and read a book yeah, or just honestly, look. It was also people nice, watch. like really fun. People watch is great. Yeah, um, yeah even like uh, we I, we got to see our. I mean, well, I got to see our, you know, our childhood friend, shout out to Greg, and uh, you know his his lovely wife and his his beautiful beautiful daughter. I got to like see all three of them, and it was nice to, you know, just also like I didn't look at my. I mean, I outside of taking right. photos, I didn't look at my phone really. I wasn't like you know so. I wasn't just caught in that infinite scroll on like yeah. TikTok or Twitter or whatever. And uh, it was good. It was, it was, it was really necessary. So that this is, and I also like recently uh, met up with a couple friends uh, who I haven't seen in a minute. Um, shout out to Monty and, and his, and his one, his beautiful wife as well. Um, and like, it was, it was wonderful to just like, you know, just see mm-hmm. friends. And, and we like, we, we went to the museum and we just like kind of had lunch afterwards. It was like, and again, I was like, I wasn't really looking at my phone outside of taking photos for like of nameplates and stuff for reference for things I want to look up later. And, you know, half, half the reason why I go to museums is just to get like some inspo, like visual yeah. inspo. But like it it was, it's good. It's good to just do that. And that's just, just like my PSA to everybody out there. Just like, just, just log the fuck off. <laughs> and uh, I love that. Yeah, log yeah. the fuck off. Um, all right. Let's uh let's do some questions real quick. Yeah, I'm down. If you have any questions for us, please feel free free to throw them into our questions channel in the optional Discord. Um, if you're also in the Fanbyte Discord, there's a room for questions in there. Just throw them in the optional channel. You can also email us at podcast at fanbyte.com and make sure you put optional in the subject line so I can catch it. And also, we still have our voicemail line, which I would love to hear people call into. Um, just leave us a voicemail. You can do that at 424-426-3799. That's 424-GAMERZZ. So if there's something that we talked about, even just now, that you're like, wait, I would love to learn more about this or had they thought about that. Call, call right now. Do it, coward. Pause it and do it now before you forget. Um, anyway, so uh, we got a bunch of uh, written questions. Our first one comes in from Jumpgate, which I actually missed a while back. So I'm, uh, this is this is from the archive. I apologies for missing this one. But uh, the question is, what band would you want to tag along with on tour to run their merch table? Ooh, that's a good one. It's a good question. Huh? That is a really good question. Um, let's see. I would definitely. Oh, um, I would want to go on tour with Krungbin. 
I don't know what kind of. Oh my god, merch. you stole my answer, yo, bro. We, we, it's a big table. Wow. You can sit with me, bro. It's fun. No, yo, I mean, I brought <laughs> enough weed for all of us. Yeah, so, yeah, right answer. <laughs> no, th- that would. I don't know. Like, I I haven't been to one of their shows. I think you have, right? No, I haven't. Oh, haven't I almost did, but I didn't go. Yeah. Um, but like, just no, go. You know, seeing their concerts on 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 the internet and stuff. I can assume like their merch would be really chill. I don't know. They give out some seashells or some shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some tie-dye yeah, some tie-dye. Like yeah, yeah, just yeah, some yeah. chill, chill-ass merch, man. Yeah. They'll just give you whatever they have on, you know, like, yeah, take that, man. Yeah, I don't know. You want this bracelet? Like, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, just trading with them and shit. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. That, that was my answer, which is like, I want, I'm trying to like think of an artist I know that like is real calm and chill and yeah. like, you know, there, I think there's a lot of good answers. Like, I don't know. It would be cool if like I was on tour with like Yeji, but I also feel like I'm maybe just a little too old. Have you, know you, I mean? have just you like, seen um, those Japanese girls on TikTok? It's like four of them. They dress in like, yeah, they're fucking dope as fuck. But I would want to hang out at their merch. Oh, table. like the metal band. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They're like a, yeah, they, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. They rap and shit. It's, it's fucking incredible. But um, I don't know their actual name, but they're, they're really interesting. I, I just came across them recently. And I was like, what the fuck? That would, that would, that's a great choice. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good choice. Again, like I'm um, too old, but <laughs> I would love to yeah, just same. like, you know, hang out and listen to their songs while I, you know, hold the cash box in my hand. <laughs> yeah just like i gotta go to the <laughs> bank real quick i gotta get change i'll be right back um yeah no that's that, that's a great question that's a that wonderful really wonderful weird. question i'm gonna keep thinking about other other answers for this as we go too but um uh boat writes in what feels more christmasy jesusy songs or santa e songs <laughs> <laughs> um that that's this is another good question i i don't good know question. i guess i don't know i guess um As I've gotten older, like I like the more Jesusy Christmas songs oh, more interesting. now. Like, okay. I'm not like a religious person at all, but um, I don't know. Just some sometimes hearing uh, the Jesusy ones just make me feel more nostalgic for some reason. Um, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I fought against that so hard when I was a kid. So um, I guess it depends on what age I was. But right now, I guess the Jesusy ones feel more like a Christmassy. Yeah, I I think I I get that. For me, it's definitely the Santa E songs because mm-hmm. I think part of it is that just like I'm not religious, right. so but I can still sort of appreciate the, the you know the more festive parts of the of the holiday, especially you know now that I'm thinking about it as an uncle and like seeing like my my nephews yeah. like lose their shit over like seeing the kids wherever we get them fucking open oh, gifts the is the best because <laughs> awesome. like nowadays i don't i don't want anything right anything i want i just get you know what i mean it's just like i'll just i'll just get that myself i'm a grown-ass man but like you know giving gifts now is like oh i get it yeah. so like I'm, I, I it's made me like an extra sharp gift giver now because i like genuinely get enjoyment out of like getting the right gift for somebody but especially when it's like your nephews like when it's the kids or the mm-hmm. niece like oh man it just it hits even in like a more i don't know just like gratifying way so um yeah, so that Santa E part is like is attached to it. Cause I even remember like a few years ago, just kind of like, you know, doing the whole dance of that for the kids, you know, which I won't get into <laughs> uh, in case they're listening. Um, we'll tell you about it years after, later. Don't worry. But um, that's been kind of cool. To, so I, I kind of had that association. But um, 
All right, Sam writes in, since Cam mentioned he has feeling he has been feeling pretty laid back about unpacking, uh, I was wondering, has he played the game unpacking and has that influenced him? Um, I have not played the game unpacking. And <laughs> you yet, should probably and check yes, it out. Yes, it has influenced me because I've heard nothing but great things about the game. Um, every podcast I listen to like that has video games, everybody's been talking about it recently. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, and it just seems like one of those games that um, I would stress out over, <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, yeah, it, it does seem like a really cool game. I actually was talking to my, um, girlfriend about it and I wanted her to actually play that. So maybe we'll loop back around and, uh, I'll let you know when, I, if I watch her play it, because I feel like she would be really good at it. Yeah. And it's actually interesting. Uh, this is kind of slightly related, but um, my partner's been interested in, in finally checking out Hitman, nice. specifically Hitman 3. And I'm like, and you've seen my partner play like Red Dead oh, Redemption. And it's like, chaos monster. Oh my God. It is like, <laughs> it is the most, like, you know, that scene in Men in Black 2, question mark, when he shoots the gun and it goes all, like, the thing just kind of goes all over. Is that, that's Men in Black, Black yeah. 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When he touches the thing and then it just kind of ricochets everywhere. Like, that is like watching my partner play Red Dead. It's like, Oh my God! What like what is she gonna break next? Like what what other weird uh, configuration of weapon meets fire it's meets so explosive? Oh my God! It's it's the great it's the greatest. So now like that hitman's on the table. I cannot wait because I've been meaning to revisit that game too, but I cannot wait to like see it through her prism <laughs> of like just chaos, <laughs> her chaotic prism. Uh, um, I remember once we were so, watching yeah. her play <laughs> Red Dead, and she went into town and she got into a fight with somebody, mistakenly killed them. And then had to kill the person who spotted them, and then had to kill the person who spotted them, kill that person. <laughs> and it was just like a whole town of murder people just because they saw this train of uh, murders. It was so uh, this Tasmanian <laughs> devil just ripped through town. Um, God, what a good game. Great. Um, all right, Grace Ryson. Uh, I mean, I got to hear those Ooh. F1 championship hot takes. Uh, please, I, I, I need to, uh, to hear what you were going through. Um, Cause I saw the tweets, uh, and I, I, I had to educate myself a little bit on what happened. So I did like do a little bit of research, um, pass, yeah. passive research. Um, I didn't, you know, go all the way in. But like, yeah, explain what uh, actually happened over the weekend. <sighs> well, without making this a four-hour <laughs> podcast, uh, so I actually woke up Saturday and Sunday at five a.m. Pacific because uh, right. Pacific is just it's just wrong. It's it just it's just not right. Um, it ain't right. So it ain't right. So I had to do that. And uh it's funny, I forgot I forgot who I was talking to, but they had mentioned like, yeah, I woke up and then like I saw all these tweets from you. Oh wow, they're coming after me. My I I made it too hot on my timeline. Um sorry for the noise in the background, but yeah, someone was like, I woke up and you just had like all of these like stressful, like you, know, you were stressing out tweets, just like flinging them onto the timeline. And I was like, yeah, I was up at five watching this fucking race. So I'll give you the cliff notes. Um, Lewis Hamilton, seven time world champion, Lewis Hamilton was tied with then sort of uh, first time contender world champion, uh, Max Verstappen. They were tied to the 0.5 decimal uh, points um, for the championship uh, run so one of them had to win essentially to to do it to to take it. um so it was like very exciting in that sense and the race unfolds and there are some questionable new questionable maneuvers especially like even on behalf of lewis hamilton he cuts a corner very early on because max just kind of 
drove him off of the track essentially, which is, you know, his right to do as long as he stays within the lines. But Lewis had to sort of go off track and and by certain rules and interpretations, especially in previous races, Lewis is kind of um, expected to either give the place back to Max or at least slow down to make it so that he doesn't have this sort of lasting advantage, right? So that didn't happen. Like Lewis kept going and kind of made the argument that like he was kind of driven off track and had to, basically had to do that. And essentially, like, if Max wanted to catch him, he had to catch him. And, it would, you know, like, to an extent, like, yo, fair game. You know, mm-hmm. like, if, if you want the place back, you got to earn it. Uh, of course, Red Bull took umbrance with that. And then what basically what happens is a series of uh, unfortunate events. Um, after a certain amount of time, Lewis, who had the pace and was ahead, switches to hard tires, which will take him to the end of the race. Max uh, stops several laps later, having then obviously taken first place while Lewis pitted to hopefully make up some some ground and switches to the hard tires. What happens next is um, when Lewis comes back out, it's, it's a really exciting race despite all of this. When Lewis comes back out, Max is behind him and Checo Perez, who's Max's teammate, um, a part of Red Bull has to defend against Lewis Hamilton to like make sure he doesn't get too fast or overtake him, and it's a really exciting battle because yeah, that was cool. as a teammate, he yeah he's doing his job as a teammate to slow down uh, Lewis so that Max can catch up. It was great. It was wonderful to watch. It was thrilling. Um, after Lewis eventually overtakes Checo Perez, um, Max kind of is uh, behind Lewis at that point. Um, Signs also on Ferrari was kind of close behind, which he was actually really fighting for a podium, which he eventually got, which I think kind of got overshadowed uh, by obviously all the drama up front. And also um, shout out to Yuki Sonoda and uh, Pierre Gasly on the um, the the Red Bull like sister team uh, of AlphaTauri. They placed four and five, which was awesome. Like that's like the highest they've ever, I think they've, well, at least Yuki has ever gotten this, this year. So it was really cool. It was really fun to watch that. Um, so then what happens essentially between Max and Lewis is, again, see, this is why this is going to turn into a four-hour <laughs> podcast. Um, there were two safety cars that went out, which means that there was uh, some sort of incident on the track that required everyone to slow down because the rules indicate that when that happens and there's a virtual safety car or a safety car, there are different rules kind of applied to each. Essentially what happens is everyone on track has to slow down while the the crew, the, the kind of staff working the circuit they can remove any debris and, and remove the vehicle out of the track's way. And then once that's cleared, then it's like the race is back on. Everyone can go fast again. Uh, the first time that happens, Lewis and Mercedes wisely, I think, decide, okay, let's just hold on to the tires because if we pit, we're going to give basically Max the position, the 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 place. And we yeah, we'd be on fresher tires, but we would technically be behind him. So like, let's just hold on to the advantage, right? Red Bull kind of having more to gain than to lose, decide to pit and switch to newer tires, which gives them obviously the advantage because Lewis's tires are, you know, they're all 20 laps up. in. Yeah. And, and Max can just get it, go in there and get a, get a fresher pair of tires essentially that were a little younger. That would, that would um, help him kind of take corners and stuff a lot faster, especially towards the, the later part of the race. Cause you're making decisions for like down the road, literally. <laughs> um, after that happens, Nicholas Latifi's Nicholas Latifi's bitch ass uh, crashes for in, in towards the back of the pack for you know for racing reasons. So another safety car comes out, 
This time, same situation, Mercedes and Lewis decide, okay, well, we're not going to pit. We're going to stay out, kind of hold on to this lead. There's also, I forgot to mention, like literally less than like 10 laps left. So it's like at the end of the race. So it's like we could pit and change tires, but we'd again be giving up the place to Max. Um, long story short, they stay out. Max pits goes on soft tires, which are tires that don't last as long, but they make your car go fast as shit because they're grippier and they're meant for like shorter, faster stints. So it's the right call on their part. It's like 10 laps, Um, let's do it. Right. And then I forgot to mention at that point, Lewis had already overlapped or he had already lapped some of the people that were, you know, considered back markers, which are like people that are getting lapped. Mm -hmm. So like they're going so fast that they're lapping them. So he had, he had sort of passed a certain amount of people and Max was kind of right there alongside that sort of traffic, so to speak. And then, um, while the safety car was out, they were basically going around the circuit, but they were being led by the by the safety car. And there was like sort of this 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 discrepancy or this like weird interpretation of the rules that applied to this one, where like the, those back markers typically have to remain where they are, or I think they're expected to remain where they are, or whatever. But there's another rule that I forget what the exact interpretation is because it's I I honestly don't I haven't read the entire FIA handbook or whatever. But what happened with those those cars that got lapped? They um, were between Lewis and Max, right? So on the like second to last or the or the last lap, somehow there was a call made where all those back markers were released. So they got to go in front and past Lewis Hamilton to go on racing for whatever position they were going right. for and then slotting in Max Verstappen right behind Lewis on soft tires with like two laps to go. So like yes. on paper, if the if the race was supposed to start from there, they essentially just handed Max Verstappen the win yep. because Lewis can try all he all he can. He can do what he can to but like me- try to race and defend. It's just like impossible, right? Like right, yeah. At some point, it's just like not gonna. It's, he's gonna do it. He's gonna overtake you. So that's exactly what happens. Then, like the last lap, what's interesting too is there was another back marker behind Max that wasn't released. So if if it was if it was supposed to be like fair or whatever, and they wanted to do what they were claiming they wanted to do, then they would have also done that, giving Carlos Sainz a chance to maybe even get first place because he was back there in mm-hmm. third. Anyway, on like the very last lap, they they basically restart the race like on the track while they were moving, and of course, eventually, Max Verstappen overtakes Lewis Hamilton because it was literally just a matter of time, and um wins that's how he wins the championship so it was sort of like this series of weird and fuzzy interpretations of the rules it was a series of unfortunate incidents that like were out of lewis's control but it was also 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 in my opinion the the fia and the the bodies that kind of run f f1 handing max verstappen his first championship which like a lot of people disagree with and obviously like there's a lot of feelings on both sides of like how it went down but to me, as a new fan, I was like severely disappointed because I know to an extent like all sports aren't completely right. true and fair or whatever, right? But this very clearly felt like to me like a, a, a sort of overreaching of like powers of like basically handing Max Verstappen a, a championship. And, and and that's also not to discredit Max's accomplishments this season. He he was on fire. Like obviously he was, he was contending for the championship. But the way it kind of like ended was so unsatisfying to me. It was so like, oh, okay, well, like 
this one has a real asterisk on it for me because it's like technically Lewis had the better race. Um, Max just was lucky in a lot of ways that were kind of like by way of the rules or just accidents like Latifi's crash that forced a second safety car um, like that were out of his control. Like he was like, he just won the lottery and then the FIA kind of like handed it to him on a platter. So it was like, it kind of ended so flat for me. And, and like, I think more than anything, I think Lewis Hamilton's going to be fine. I think it's, this one probably really hurts though. Like it probably feels like a gut punch, Yeah, but I mean, he, you know, I think he handled himself pretty yeah. well. Like, I yeah, don't know. It's such a professional, like, cause you know, he dapped them. He was like, good, good shit, man. Like it, yeah, the game yeah, yeah. is the game, right? He, he knew, he know what it is. Like he's such a veteran in, in this game that I don't know that, that made me feel good about it because it's like, I'm not like the biggest F1 fan. I like the sport. I think it's just really dope. But, um, I, yeah, like you said, like I was pretty disappointed because it's like you, you want the guy to get the championship who's been crushing it. I mean, they both have, right? But yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I think that's really interesting. I think it leads to, uh, you know, next season, you know, looking forward to it. And I think it's just going to lead more people to, to be watching the sport. Um, and I think that could be good, right? Maybe we can get some, yeah. some more places to watch it. That would be I cool. know, right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be wonderful. Um, yeah, no, I, I I get also from like, I don't know, this is my me putting my tinfoil hat on, but I, I also understand from the perspective of like, we have all these new young fans and we have people that are obviously invested in, you know, the, the first Dutch world champion uh, of the world. So it's like, there's a lot of like, kind of, I could see them, you know, planning for the future in that way. But it just felt so like, ugh, like the, oh, that's so, it felt so unsatisfying to me, but. And uh, yeah, I was I was also I'm biased. I was rooting for Lewis, yeah. but um, you know, I guess he's got seven other cha- seven other trophies at home he can cry <laughs> with, so he'll, he'll be all right. Yeah. Um, Thanks for uh, going but, uh, over that. That's that's it's super. Yeah. I loved hearing that shit because yeah, you, you explained it very well. And it's Thanks. just really Thanks. really good. I hope that um, I hope it's gotten it's piqued a couple folks' interest in, in checking out F1. And I mean, I'm gonna be. Par- pretty much like revisiting older seasons like i'm like i'm doing now i've been watching like all the old seasons to catch up and just educate myself i'm hoping that it it may be uh you know so this is your your warning out there listener if you want to kind of follow next season like me and some folks in the discords uh both discords will be very happy to like point you in the right direction and show you where to go because this is a great time to maybe start considering getting into it so um you know we have like 90 something days till the next season so there's plenty of time but also it'll be here before you know it so mm-hmm. yeah cam watch <laughs> um so uh got a couple more questions we can yeah, do this do quickly uh now that you've been here a while cam this is from Ersic lowlander do you have uh, any go-to mountain view slash south bay restaurants my hill tight recommendations <laughs> are uh my favorite pizza joint is a worker-owned place called El Camino, uh, called a slice in oh on El Camino called the Slice of New York. I also love the Nepalese food truck Everest Momo and uh, Kabul Afghan cuisine in downtown Sunnyvale. So, do you have any good eats recommendations? Uh, down there, we uh, we were just going to whatever looked good. To be honest, like when yeah, I was living yeah. down there, it wasn't like I was. It was just like I was visiting. Uh, went to a really cool. Japanese restaurant. I forgot what it was called. I'm so sorry. I can get you that. I'll, I'll put it in the Discord. I gotta ask my girlfriend because she knows all that shit. But um, yeah, when I was down there, I was just like 
not going to try to love this place. I'm just here for <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, here yeah, for yeah. a month. I'm just going to, you know, until it, until I get there. But um you know, I, it kind of grew on me, I'm not going to lie. Sunnyvale's really cool. Really nice spot. Very pretty. Nice. Sounds nice. Yeah. Sunnyvale? Yeah, and Mountain View. It's literally you could view the mountain right there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I was great. like, "Oh, I get it." I get it now. Um, okay, uh, and uh, Nickel Godzilla in the Discord asks, uh, Cam, what do you think of our Hetch Hetchy water and why is it the best tap water you've had? Uh, Hetch Hetchy is the reservoir. Um, San Francisco has very good water. Um, wow. Like New York, it has very good tap water. Uh, it's up there. I'm, I'm, I'm biased. So it does taste a little different. There's like a... <clears throat> I don't know how to put it. <laughs> it's not <laughs> gross or anything. It's just like it's heavier. It's a heavier water. It's it's fucking uh. weird. Um, but we just got a Berkey, which is like a charcoal filter, um, like a big two gallon charcoal filter thing that has like three layers. It's fa- oh, like really? Oh yeah, no, it's, right? it's incredible. Like to set it up. I'm sorry, I'm just take a little bit of time. But to set it up, you have yeah. to like do a dye test. You have to put like dyed water oh, inside shit. and it comes out clear. It's fucking insane. What? Yeah, it's, it's sick, dude. Um so we got that clean clean water. Doubly clean water. So I do like the Hetch Hetchy um uh, reservoir water. Um it's good. Um nice. But New York is has the best. New York City. All right? That yes. means New York City. Yeah, don't go to Long Island for your tap water. Don't that shit it. will give you cancer legit. So stop. Yeah, <laughs> like don't, don't do, do it. it. Yeah, don't drink that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Wow. We've covered quite the, quite the amount of bases today. Yeah. This was a, a jam-packed show to make up for last week. Those so, are really um, good questions, y'all. Yeah. Thank you for sending those in. Um, all right, cool. Uh, Kim, uh, where can people keep up with you online if they if they choose to do so? Uh, you catch me on the Twitter at Cappy Can't Lose, C A P I C A N T L O S E. Yeah, you know the nice. rules. Don't be a dick. Don't be what a about dick. You? Uh, you can catch me online at Polly Mayo. Although honestly, <laughs> don't <laughs> after the yeah, you know maybe don't. I don't care. But like we, we've uh, I've like locked down my Instagram. I uh, nice. I might I, you know, I've legitimately be considering uh, deleting my Twitter. Maybe just keeping like a you know a lurking one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But fi- until then, follow me. Find out for updates uh, at Polly Mayo. P O L I M A Y O. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any questions and or comments, please send them over to podcast at fanbyte.com. You can also drop them in either Discord, the Fanbyte Discord or the optional Discord. We got channels for both. Uh, please be sure to subscribe on pretty much every podcast catcher out there. But if you can review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, uh, that really does help us with the algorithms. So it's it's great. Um, as always, we're at the optional NYC on Twitter. You can find Fanbyte at Fanbyte Media, and you can find the rest of the podcasts that me and Jordan Mallory produce over at fanbyte.com slash podcasts or podcastnet.org. I highly recommend keeping an eye out on You Love to See It. I am going to be on an episode next week about the movie Selena, starring one Jennifer Lopez. Um, about it. Selena Quintanilla. Yeah, it's a classic hood certified hood classic just classic all around but um yeah i'm talking about that in depth so if you want a little bit of paul lore go check that one out um and yeah we're gonna be streaming more stuff on twitch.tv slash fanbyte keep up with the new redesign of the site fanbyte.com if you haven't checked it out yet nice this shit look nice nice oh shit we made it nice (laughs) 
uh shout out to sanam and, and nikki and everyone who was involved in that it was, it was a massive team effort and everyone was working hard except for me i didn't have anything to do with it so i was I'm just like this looks great um but it looks amazing go check it out honestly and go check out the linkshell.com too if you're a final fantasy 14 pervert i know there are probably a few that listen to this yeah, sure. listen we're not going to judge you we forgive you but if you also if you like you know final fantasy 14 go to the linkshell.com follow at the link shell i think it's ffxiv for um yeah keeping up with final fantasy 14 and the wonderful coverage that the fanbite.com crew will uh be working on so yeah till next time everyone Ooh. peace